Thank you for tuning in to episode 13 of the Keto Matrix podcast. In this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Lauren Berryhill, Keto Coach Lauren on Instagram. We talk about some amazing topics, body image, self-love, supportive spouses, binge eating, restrictive eating, why kids and children are overweight, how dieting looks for them, so many things in between. Really conversational, but tons of information. Lean in, enjoy, share, and definitely remember, podcasts are something you can re-listen to. Subscribe, rate five stars, and hey, shout out, comment with questions and reviews. I'd love to read them, and we appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Enjoy. Let's jump into the latest episode. The Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com. Now, let's jump into our latest episode. I can see you now. <laughs> hey, Lauren, what's going on? How are you? Good, how are you? Oh, I love it when technology finally starts to work, even if it's a yeah. Yeah. So, um, this has been a long time coming. I'm so excited. It's weird to me that you're so close and... I didn't know about you. Like I know. That's it's you know, you follow all these people on social media and eventually you're just like, Oh my goodness, you're my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> you were doing keto. Um, you know. So I'm just I'm elated. Thank you for taking the time out. I'm so appreciative that you uh, made the schedule in your day to be able to uh, kind of chat and listen to me bombard you with a bunch of crazy keto questions. <laughs> Absolutely. I enjoy it. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. I think that's one of the, you know, my wife is always just like, they don't want to hear about keto. I'm like, they need to hear about keto. It doesn't matter they, if they want to or not. I literally yeah. go through these conversations with everyone. So that's, uh, that's awesome. I, I really yeah. appreciate that. And I, I love finding like-minded individuals that uh, aren't, aren't scared to share. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh, it's it's fun when you can hang out with like-minded people, and I feel like whenever I can, I'm like so fired up whenever I get off the call or like I get away from them, and I'm like, yes, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, you know what? It's true. I think that, you know, the first... I want to say like the first three months I was this weird alien and people were just like, you're crazy. Like, why are you even putting yourself through this? Uh Um, And then eventually it was, wow, like we keep every time we see you, you look different. And (laughs) then eventually it got to the, okay, wait, what are you doing and how are you doing it? And then eventually Mm -hmm. it was like, oh, now you want to start and now you want to start and now you want to start. And so, yeah, it's definitely one of those things, I think, not only just from like an accountability standpoint, but from uh, a life change standpoint to see so Mm -hmm. many other people come in. It it can be nothing but motivating to to watch those people grow and stuff like that. So super cool. Um, I've stalked you up a little bit. I've done a little bit of research. Uh, I listened to the last podcast that I heard with you on Robert Sykes's podcast. So I kind of have some background and some things I want to discuss. But uh, I also have to remember, and my wife's always hounding me about this. I have to remember that there is going to be someone listening right now that has never listened to a podcast ever before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how that exists because I feel like there's so many podcasts and I'm subscribed. Like I literally have to stop them from downloading because I'm like, I don't just have unlimited memory. Um, Yeah. But I know that there's somebody somewhere that's like, oh, podcast app on my phone. I've never seen this before. Yeah, so, I, I had someone this morning say, I was like, all right, yeah, I have a podcast this afternoon. They were like, what's a podcast? And I'm like, 
face palm are you Whoa. serious right they now didn't, they didn't know what it was that's <laughs> yeah i'm like they were like is that video is that a like what is that i'm like oh oh no you are so misinformed <laughs> do you have a telephone do you know yes. what that is <laughs> i go from there um yeah i don't know what i would i just that's that's crazy to me i wish they had this when i was like in school though i mean i feel yeah. like i would it would have been so much easier to research thing i would have just listened yes. to a podcast um but Absolutely. having said that keto coach lauren can you <laughs> kind of like tell everyone what you're you could get kind of do like a broad view of your story like i came i saw i conquered and then if we could <laughs> if we could kind of go through like the details in between those that would be great but just so that people are not like oh it's four minutes into the podcast and i still don't know what she does like right the, the, yeah. the quick like overview synopsis and then we will we'll kind of dive into everything yeah, that's totally fine. So pretty much um, I have struggled with body dysmorphia. That's kind of what started everything. I've struggled with body dysmorphia my entire life. Um, always felt pressured to be on a diet and to um, be skinny and just society in general is like it constantly pressures women to, you know, look a certain way. And so I struggled from early on. Um, I developed a lot younger than most females. I had hormone issues uh, from an early age. And so um, I always felt bigger because I was I developed earlier. And so okay. it just it was a mental thing from, you know, elementary school up through high school. And um, I always felt like I was on the diet. I always felt like I was counting calories. Um, I always felt like I was binging and restricting. And the binge eating disorder didn't really come about noticeably until I was probably in college. Um, I knew I knew I had an issue with food in high school, but um, it wasn't until college that I realized uh, getting a ton of junk food, eating it in the car and throwing away the trash before I got home was not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> mentally and physically right um, no that's that's never good okay so yeah. let's hold on I, I i know i said i was gonna let you do this whole synopsis <laughs> and i'm just like no 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 wait there's other things that i had that just came up okay that's so good. i can totally and completely 150 percent agree with the body dysmorphic or i should say associate with the body dysmorphic dysoria um in just imaging but from the reverse standpoint so like mm -hmm. i never ever even even when I was over 300 pounds, I swear I never looked in the mirror and thought I was fat or big. Like, yeah, so I, I always looked at a, like I was 98 pounds dripping wet. Like that's that's always been my mindset. That's always been my outlook and viewpoint. So um, though the complete opposite, I totally yeah. can relate to that. So, yeah. wow, it's it's uh, it's it's definitely something that that people who are overweight suffer from. I mean, I think I actually experienced that when I was at my heaviest because I was like, I'm, I'm not as, I'm not 232 pounds. There's no way. And I, I know I'm pregnant at 232 pounds and then walking out of the hospital still at 232 pounds. But like how there's no way I'm physically not that big. And now looking back at pictures, I'm like, I was that big. Holy crap, <laughs> man. Seriously. Pictures are, and I'm still, I'm, there's a lot of different reasons in my life why I'm not comfortable with pictures um, and things that are compounded since then. But even still, like my wife literally had just said to me yesterday, she goes, you're getting big. And I was like, I don't know how to really take that. Like, is that, is, 
I'm like, I know I'm doing this like mass building protocol right now. So that's good. But what are you saying? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, so there's all these like context questions. She's like, no, like, you know, you're filling out your shirts a lot differently. Like you, you should be like really impressed and happy with your progress and stuff. And she's like, did you take pictures? And I was like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> like, dang it. Yeah. 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 That's one thing that I talk to my clients about constantly. And I have local clients who come and see me and I take their before pictures and they absolutely hate it. But I'm like, you will thank me in three or four months. You will be thanking me. And every single one of them do. They're like, I hate that before picture, but God, I love that after picture or that during, you know? Yeah, for real. That's that's it's true. So, I mean, I do have some pictures out there, but not like not enough. Like I should have done a full. But I guess the thing I struggle with with pictures is that. Even in the picture, you can totally see like my pictures when I was 300 plus pounds, I could see that I, I felt like Professor Clump, right? Like, oh, it's huge. Um, but looking at like the during stage, I don't necessarily know that they'd be motivating or demotivating if I looked at them. This is just like me unpacking this right now. I'm not I'm not really sure how I how I'd respond to those things. So I feel like like the DEXA scans for me are something they're tools to keep me from allowing my emotional connection to it from being realized like no matter mm-hmm. what I know how much lean body mass I've put on I know exactly what my body fat percentage is and it doesn't matter what I look like or how I envision it I can see truthfully what it is um, because you're a, you're a data guy that's why I you know what that I guess that's that, that's to- <laughs> that totally makes sense I am I don't I man me and numbers and just like information like those are the things that I think uh, keep me on the straight and narrow and help me progress I just I, I love that my yeah. clients sometimes hate that because I <laughs> I do require a lot of information but um mm-hmm. it takes the emotional aspect out I feel like that's the thing that no matter what and how long I've been on this journey emotionally I can still get caught up in that like good bad or indifferent I feel like it's still you know you you, you heard the saying once an addict always an addict and I mm-hmm. feel like emotionally I'm still I'm still forever jacked up in that way so yeah um, but either no, way I get I, that I digress. So you I'm like it. This totally took a spin. So you 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 started dieting or you just felt like you were dieting in elementary school? Like were you really counting calories then? From middle school until so I've been a member of my fitness pal, I'm pretty sure since I was in middle school. Tracking calorie. Wow. When I learned what a calorie was and like how to how to count calories, it's it was like back in nutrition's class back in middle school. Uh and it I guess food has always been something I feel like I can control. Um and when I look back honestly food controlled me like now I'm in control because I don't have constant blood sugar spikes I you know know what nourishes my body and stuff but back in the day I felt like if everything was going crazy in my life I had control over what I put in my mouth and and it was in a bad aspect obviously because I was so so restrictive with calories I mean I had no true knowledge of what a healthy calorie intake for myself was, you know, the general 1200 calories or less for, for everyone that was, yeah. I mean, that was me from middle school until college, until I got married, until I found keto. I mean, I just, and so I've always been on something restrictive, which enhanced the binge eating. Um, and it well, just, yeah, cause you're like, can I just finally just go crazy because yeah. I've not had anything for forever. Yeah, it 
it was a constant cycle of super restrictive eating, uh, then binging, having my cheat meal, um, <laughs> and uh, then it turning into a weekend binge or um you know, if it, if it didn't turn into a full long, like week binge, then it would turn into restricting severely to where I would like not eat. I would have more of like the anorexic type, uh, disorder, or I would exercise extremely, um, like, like I would (laughs) try to burn a thousand calories, you know, in one gym session or like I would focus on the calories burned because I knew how much I had taken in. So man. Okay. So a couple things from that one, I think that it's so important. I don't want to say childhood obesity now is, is worse than it's ever been. Um, Uh. statistically (laughs) I know that it is right. But, but I don't know that I feel like it's not so much mentally different. I feel like the shift for kids to be a certain way is still the same. Mm -hmm. The difference is that we're failing our children. When I say our children, I mean like you and your children, because I don't have any. No, yeah. But but the younger generations with the the quality of products that they have available to eat. Right. So for me, uh, I always tell people my metabolism hasn't changed. When my when I was 18 years old, my metabolism was exactly the same as it is right now. Um, I can manipulate my metabolism based on how much I'm eating and all those kind of things and, and change those things. But it's still a temporary thing. And my body will still find its way back to a homeostasis no matter what. So right. when I look at what kids are eating now and if I would have eaten those things, I would have been just as obese as the kids are that are walking around. Right. Mm-hmm. So thinking about my fitness pal, which they didn't even have that when I was in middle school. OK, that's I don't want to date myself, but that's how long. So if I think about kids now looking at my fitness pal, I'm like, man, if you would just stop eating processed garbage, you would probably see all that weight just leave you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then how do just, they do that? Because yeah. they're going to feel restricted. Right. And mm-hmm. I know I have clients all the time that are like, I don't want to put my kids on keto because I don't want them to feel restricted. I want them to have a normal life. And I'm like, but what's normal? Like, what's we, need to normal redef- now? we need to redefine that. Like, cause it's, it's absolutely horrible. that statement is fire (laughs) like I try to talk uh, and it's hard it is so hard being a parent um having a kid who is so Connor is three um and love the name by the way so strong thanks yeah thank you um but yeah so it's you know you send them to play school and what do they get? They get goldfish, they get juice, they get, so like no matter what I do at home with him, because we do try to take a a low carb approach, not necessarily keto, like super high fat, because I do feel like uh, I'm still working on the research with that, but low, low carb for sure. Um, that's what we try to aim Connor towards. But when you send him to school and you send him to grandparents who don't, fully agree with your opinion or oh yeah it gets yeah that's it, that's another reason why we don't have kids oh, it's not happening. <laughs> it gets a little testy and so I mean you you can only really control what is in your home um and and you can send stuff to school with them but you can't watch their every move and watch what they're getting and so you know that's that it's a struggle <laughs> what would what would you say to the middle school you now with the information that you have now then. Oh gosh, I would, I mean, I feel like back then it was, I was so hard headed and I just, I was <laughs> going to, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is really hard unless it's in a textbook and we're teaching it every single day. Um, I don't feel like it's going to be completely like absorbed. I mean, yeah. if I if I could if I, if the world was as it is, like if the knowledge was in the books now that I could take it back and teach myself, then I feel like I'd be in a better place. But um you know, I, I have a really strong passion for speaking to younger females, uh, high school age, middle school age. And I think it goes back to my struggles back when I was in that time frame. And so one of my ultimate goals is to start some kind of nonprofit, something with teenagers, um, fight to, the fatty. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Not even, not even like that, just body image. Um, oh yeah, true. Body positivity. And I feel like if you start there, um, and you work on teaching them how to fuel their body and nourish their body with the right foods, then, you know, I'm a big self-love person. So, um, teaching self-love and self-respect and learning how to feed your body properly can, it can go farther than just saying, this is what you need to eat and then feeling restricted. So again, I had no idea this was going to go this direction, but I love it. (laughs) So I battle with the whole self-love thing for a lot of different reasons. First off, let me just preface the fact with, I think everyone needs to love themselves. They need to love their body. They need to recognize that the only challenges they can't overcome are the ones that mentally they say they can't overcome. So, but, um, I feel like society in general right now, for some odd, crazy reason, we're in this position where everyone is like, I want a participation trophy and or oh, yeah. I'm 300 pounds and I'm going to be 300 pounds. So I'm just going to love the fact that I'm 300 pounds. No, and yeah. I, I that for me, I'm kind of like love yourself enough to know that you're disrespecting the only body you are given by being 300 pounds and coming up with all those reasons why you can't. Um, I agree there. Uh, that that's, I'm not taking it that way. I'm more of like, you have to know that you get one life. You love, you love yourself enough to do better. And, and like that, that's where I, I come from. Boom. I, I like that. It's, yeah. So I, and I asked that because I feel like there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many people, <laughs> especially when I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how often you eat out, but I used to, when I started keto, I traveled pretty much weekly and I would have people like, Oh, you're crazy. I like my French fries too much and blah, blah, blah. Or I like Mm -hmm. custard too much or whatever, you know, name that sweet thing and put it there. And I'd be like, how do you love those things more than you love yourself to, to do better and not put that in your mouth? Because it's, it's really not helping you. It's Um, killing you. (laughs) Right. And, and it's killing everyone else around you as they watch you eat this stuff and die. Like I, I, so those are the kind of things where I'm just like, yeah, no, like this is not it. So for understanding and for, you know, kind of defining it for people that are listening, I'm like, yeah, self-love means that you love yourself enough to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. to 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 do better. Yeah. And, and make better choices and realize it's not because people can't love you at 300 pounds. Like my wife never, ever, ever looked at me and was like, you disgust me at 300 pounds. Right. Never. Yeah. Same for Um, me. My husband, I mean, when I was at my biggest and my husband was over 300 pounds as well. And he's down to the low 200s. And I mean, we never we never saw each other at that size. So like now when we look back, we were like, we really look like that. You know, like we always (laughs) my wife and I always kid. We're like, what kind of friends do we have? None of them told (laughs) us. None of them like. 
we didn't start our marriage at this size. So why? Why did none of you open up your mouth and be like, hey, guys, lay you off need the to get apple a grip, pie. Right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, why? No, I get That's that. So, so rude. We've since gotten rid of those friends. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely one of those things where um, I, I, I see that and can say, you know, love who you are in the position that you're in. Love your during, but mm-hmm. work towards your after or work towards yeah. your continuing. Because I don't really know if there's an ever, there's ever really an after. Right. We should I continue to, to grow. Yeah. Um, I totally believe that. So very cool. All right. So <laughs> let's backtrack to where you were before <laughs> I rudely interrupted you with all the rest of these questions. Um, so you found yourself dieting your whole life, feeling restricted mm-hmm. your whole life. How did you discover or fall into keto? Where did that come in? So um, after getting comfortable getting married like we just noted uh I got I was probably I was at my heaviest when I got married which is sad because I dieted for a really long time up until about three months before I got married and then I put on weight and I think it was just the stress of the wedding I was just thinking to myself Tyler loves me no matter what like I'm just gonna gonna prove it watch (laughs) yeah I don't know so like I look back at my wedding pictures and I I, that day I felt gorgeous, but looking back, I'm like, I could have done so much better. And so, um, we got comfortable. Uh, we ended up saying we weren't going to try for a while and we ended up trying to have our son six months into our marriage Okay. and it did not take long. Uh, we got pregnant right away and I gained weight during my pregnant, I gained 50 pounds during my pregnancy. 50 pounds. Um, That's a lot of weight. How did, okay. So how did Tyler do? How much weight did Tyler gain? Cause he had to gain oh. some kind of weight with you, right? At least 50. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's I mean, it, like every good was, supportive husband should do. Right. Right. No, it was. So that's one thing that um, that we have both recognized is that uh, and, and we still struggle with is that um, when I am weak, he is weak. When when I was eating all the stuff, he was eating all the stuff um, when I am strong and like this is what we're doing. We're, you know, like I'm setting your macros. I'm making you, you know, like he is, he is strong too. So he depends a lot on where I am in my journey as well. Um, and so we were in that just comfort together where we were like, we're going to eat whatever we want because Lauren's eating for two. Tyler's not eating for two, but he's eating for three. Are you kidding me? He's got to, he's got to lead the charge. Right. So we were just comfortable and gained the 50 pounds. Um, and coming off of my pregnancy, I dealt with, I dealt with preeclampsia while I was pregnant. I dealt with like really high blood pressures, terrible swelling. Um, but I used my pregnancy as an excuse to just binge all the time. I was not active. I was just, I was physically the most unhealthy I've ever been while Mm. I was pregnant, which is sad to me because as a new mom, you want to do everything you can for your unborn child to be healthy. And I just, I look back at it and I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, so being unhealthy, having, after having the baby, I was advised that I was pre-diabetic. Um, they wanted to put me on a medicine. Um, and I was like, that was kind of like one of the wake up calls. Do you remember what the medicine was? Uh, I think it was, it might've been metformin. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of the cheapest and most popular as far as yeah. And they, I mean, I find that with most of my clients, they they typically say like, "Here you go, we're going to put this on, put you on a low dose until you can get your stuff under control." And people usually don't <laughs> end up no, getting it under like, control. Okay, cool. Can we up titrate this in three months? Sure. Uh huh. Yeah. So so they wanted to do that. Um, I ended up saying no, and my doctor was like. Uh, this is against my better judgment, my standard of care. Um, I highly recommend you do it. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to find a way to get the weight off. So cue, uh, losing 60 pounds with my restrictive eating and binging, uh, over the course of the first year that my son was born or, uh, as he was growing. And then come January, 2017, I was tired of the cycle. I was just like, I know I still have a lot of weight to lose, but I am so tired of it mentally just dieting in general just feeling so like it was a constant battle and so um i came up on keto uh okay how how? did you hear it it was a buzzword so i was in a facebook local girls just facebook weight loss group that we were just like supportive of each other um you know posting our victories, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And one of my friends uh, said she was going to do this keto thing and it was low carb. And I was like, I've done low carb. I was like, but what's this high fat? Like, what is, what is the difference? You know, I'm like, I've done carb cycling. I've done car, like low carb. I've done Atkins, whatever. Like, hey, it's another diet. I'm just going to try it. And so, Let's do it. Jump in. Yeah. So I did research because for some reason, like everybody that comes to me um, for, for help, they're like, I need to educate myself because this could, this doesn't sound safe. And so I was the same way. I was like, this just doesn't, how can you eat that much fat and it be healthy? You know, like, so I, I did research for two weeks and it was January 15th, 2017. I started, um, and obviously I was very beginner. Um, so I was counting net carbs, um, and I was, you know, still having a lot of the, uh, I, my my evolution of keto has <laughs> my view of keto has evolved. So I which it should keto, right. This is good. right. So back then it was you know uh, all the bacon, all the cheese, all the you know whatever the fatty meats and stuff. And now it's more of a whole foods keto approach. I, that's where I'm at. So it, it's evolved, and I'm very very thankful for educating myself. Number one, um, and number two, learning all that so I can shift my clients towards that in the beginning versus them going through all of the, you know, crappy foods before <laughs> they realize what actually fuels your body. You know, I think it's, it's funny that you say that in the beginning and the, the evolution of it all, because I mean, I, I love having this podcast and I love having people like you on the podcast to be able to share your stories because at the end of the day, someone, that first person that we were talking about, that's never heard, didn't know what a podcast <laughs> was. At least they can listen to this now and then realize like, whatever you're doing today when you start will probably not be what you're going to be doing six months from now or a year from now. And now you can get some insight to save you the headaches that we had because I, you know, and you, you probably heard, um, on one of the other podcasts, like my, my keto flu the first three days, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Holy cow. I thought I was going to die. Um, I have, I've been blessed to know that none of my clients have had to experience what I experienced. Right. So good. Cause um, you have educated them. Yes. Yes. And, and, oh man, I would not want that for my worst enemy. So yeah, 
kind of kind of walk through a little bit about in in looking at what were you doing what were you where were you learning where were you researching to kind of get a, a better hold for what you should do and how you should approach it so I always give the credit to Jimmy Moore. Um, I, the first book I picked up was Keto Clarity. And nice. I was I fell in love with it after that. Um, and then he's I got, got a great question. personality. I've never talked to him, but he sounds like oh, he's gosh. just super cool. I, I bet after this, he yeah, he's so sweet. Um, he's awesome. And um, I just every book that he has, I have a copy of. And so. Cool. Keto Clarity was my first like go-to, and then um, started following people on Instagram. Obviously, uh, I think it was probably about a almost a year into keto before I started following people like Keto Connect. Um, be- probably before I found Robert. Um, just all the bigger names. I think we all kind of evolved at the same time. It was cool. And so, uh, but, but really I took it to books. Like i followed Jimmy Moore. Um, I looked at Dr. Jason Fung, um, things like that. And, and just tried to, you know, educate myself as much as possible. And so, um, it was probably the first, I said I was giving keto four weeks. Um, I, I, like, I like to point this out. I still had that mentality when I started was like, well, I'm going to give it four weeks. And if I don't see any results, I'm just going to give up. And so I try to discourage that behavior and that outlook for my clients, because, you know, if you look at it as a short term and not the long term, you're going to get nowhere. It's just going to be another diet. And so right. um, I like that. That's that's huge. Yeah, it is. So I queued the four weeks. Uh, I had lost almost 20 pounds in that four weeks. Um, and I was like, I'm going to keep going. Like, I, why would I stop now? So right, I right. kept going. Had all the uh, bacon. I did, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously I was losing all the weight with all the crap food, but it was just because I eliminated all the literal crap, the right, processed right. food. Yep. So, um Eight weeks in was when I decided to have my first cheat meal. And so I also like to steer my clients away from viewing food as cheats or treats because I had that mentality for so long that, you know, I'm going to reward myself with bad food that I that tastes good because I've eaten good for, you know, or because I've lost weight. We're totally going to have to pause right here. And that dive into this sheets. Okay, so in, in speaking of the evolution of um, keto, <laughs> uh, so first off, let's just let's just let's talk about it. What was your first cheat like? Was it a meal? Was it a day? Was it the oh, entire day? I mean, it was it was the whole day. Um, all right, what'd you kick it off with? Okay, so we had um, and, hey, and don't hold back. Oh, I won't because this, this, it was a true binge. It was a car binge like crazy. So it was Biscuitville, which I know you know what Biscuitville is. <laughs> I'm going to let you continue going through what you had and then we're going to talk about it some more. Because these people that are listening to this podcast right they're now, like, they're like, Biscuitville? What, is, what is Biscuitville? Why are they going so crazy? Yeah. So oh, it was man. Biscuitville. Um, it was a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit with a hash brown and a sweet tea. <laughs> oh, the hash oh, browns at Biscuitville are epic. So, I know, so I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was the Biscuitville. And then I don't think I ate lunch because I was literally 
sick. <laughs> you're bloated, you were bloated bill. from the biscuit bill. Oh, okay. Oh, there. I'm here, I'm here. Okay. Um, I was literally sick from eating the biscuit bill, so I waited until dinner. I went and got Japanese food. So we went and sat down Japanese. Like, and the rice and the cream sauce and the noodles. Oh, like that. That was my favorite meal. Since then, I have found out how to make keto cream sauce and Japanese. But um, that was that was my first cheat dinner, and then dessert. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say this is so easy. So far, you haven't really no. done anything yet. All right, so what's no. dessert? Mm-mm. All right, so um, my husband and I split a twelve pack of uh, cookies. <laughs> So six huge cook, and I'm talking like the ultimate chocolate chip from uh, what, what's the name of the company? Toll House, yeah. Ah, Nestle uh-huh. Toll House. I love it. it. Okay, so, twelve pack. All right. Uh huh. So I had six of those. We got a dozen donuts, and I had half a dozen donuts. Okay, a dozen donuts <laughs> from where? Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, not Dunkin'. Uh, Krispy Kreme. Oh, <laughs> yes. We, we just we're not. Okay, you're gonna judge me in a little bit, but that's all right. So six Krispy Kremes were they hot and fresh? Um, they were all kinds of flavors. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm an assorted dozen kind of girl. Well, okay. used to be. <laughs> no, listen. I always tell people. I'm still a fat kid. I, I don't care. Like it, it's real. I close my eyes and I can smell puff pastries. Like, yep, yep. It's it's there. Um, it's in it's yep. in my DNA at this point, and I've had enough yeah. sugar that it really is in my DNA. Yes, yes. All right, yeah. all right. So six so cookies, that, six donuts. Okay. Uh, a pack of trolley wild berry gummy worms because those were my favorite candy. <laughs> I, I, I'm out on that one, but okay. Yep. I loved it. Um, that, uh, and then I do remember we got, you know, the big mega Reese cups, uh, like the huge ones. Yeah, yeah. We got some of those too. So add, add it all was, the peanut was, butter in there. Mm-hmm, all that. Um, yeah, it was a bunch of just crap. It was terrible. Cool. It was a lot. It was, I mean, for someone who had done so well for so long, I mean, I, I, I'm surprised it didn't go into like a coma. Okay. Literally. <laughs> are you, are you, I have this actually documented on Facebook, actually. I think, I don't, yeah, I think it is. Are you, are you ready for this? Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, you have no idea. Okay. So. <laughs> Three months in, it's my birthday, and I was like, "I'm I'm going crazy. Let's let's do this." And I will I'll be the first to say, and I do not agree with this now, but um, I was a huge, huge, huge cheat advocate. Like, have a cheat day, and I would always tell my clients, "Go big or go home." Like, oh. if you're, <laughs> I know, horrible, horrible, but I would always say, like, I want you to not want for anything. I want you to be so sick of food by the end of it that you have absolutely no issues going back to you and recommitting yourself to everything that you need to for the next three months, four months, five months after that. Right. So just like, so go crazy. Now I will say that that's based on my mentality. I'm a very all in or all out kind of guy. Like that's just, that's me. Um, also very intense. So for me to say, I'm going to go absolutely crazy. And then for me to wake up the next day and say, I'm done, I can totally do that. But I also have to realize that not all of my clients are that way. Um, and not, not everyone has the same type of like emotional disposition when it comes to food. 
And so, and for all the listeners right now that are like, I don't know if I can listen to all this food that's about to come out. You might want to pause and fast forward another three minutes and we'll pick up on talking keto stuff after that. But yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Lauren is adjusting her things right now for her technology. I can actually hear you. No problems, by the way. Okay. 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 <laughs> I couldn't <All> right. hear you. <laughs> no worries. So we're going to talk about all the cheats right now. Okay. So I just want to also point out that my wife's absolute favorite place in the world for biscuits is Biscuitville. Yes. Um, it's amazing. And the trick to Biscuitville, if you're not going to go super early in the morning, is to go like right in the afternoon, right before they close, because then mm-hmm. they have to make like fresh biscuits as you order. <laughs> so, so that's... So- What's crazy is my dad actually has worked for Biscuitville for about, oh God, probably 30 years. Oh, he man. He's the purchasing and distributing manager of the um, the warehouse where they ship out all the ingredients. So <laughs> Biscuitville is in my face and has been for my entire life. <laughs> oh man. I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're stronger <laughs> than I am. So uh, we didn't start at Biscuitville because I feel like that's that's not good preparation. Like you'd have to get to Biscuitville and Biscuitville wasn't like right down the street. So right. you always have to prep with things in, in close to home. So that was cereal and a uh-huh. cinnamon roll, uh-huh. like the world's biggest cinnamon roll. So cereal and a cinnamon roll. Then, because that's sweet and you need something salty, I would do the pretzel crisps, mm-hmm. like the amazing ones, to eat that with a soda on the way to Biscuitville to <laughs> then get the biscuit. And when you get the biscuit, you can't just get... I don't do the bacon because I already have bacon on keto, right? right sausage, right. I'm, I'm careful about what's in the sausage. So I'm getting the sausage, egg, and cheese. Um, and then a regular biscuit so that I could pack it with honey. And okay. then the hash brown. Okay. Now, but yes. but before you get to Biscuitville, this particular Biscuitville, there's this place called Donut House. Mm-hmm. Krispy Kreme is fine. Dunkin' Donuts is okay. But Donut House is freshly made yeast donuts with all oh. of the cream. So it's got chocolate cream, buttercream, and then the Bavarian custard. So I had two donuts and then a dozen donut holes. <laughs> On the way to wow. Biscuitville. Yo, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Literally for the day, it was over 5,000 calories, and it had over 500 grams of carbohydrates. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this did is three go, months in. Did you go back through the keto flu? No, I did not. I absolutely yeah. did not. I felt, I mean, I knew what it was at that point, and it was like, yeah, I keep my electrolytes up. And I had so much water retained. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. Who's, who's losing electrolytes? Not me. Um, so then we had Biscuitville or whatever. That was cool. I then, oh, we went to this other place because I wanted to compare the biscuits. So there's this place, it's no longer open, but it's called Rise biscuits yeah, and they have biscuits and donuts and Mm -hmm. so i wanted to change it up because i had yeast donuts and i wanted cake donuts so i had a double chocolate cake donut and a rice biscuit with honey uh, which was awesome followed by hush puppies from city barbecue which was right next door to rise because you got to have hush puppies now yeah this is my birthday so when i'm there getting my hush puppies and explaining the craziness they were like oh it's your birthday have a free cake slice oh gosh (laughs) chocolate fudge cake slice Listen, and you know, and you know, them places that make the hush puppies and the barbecue and stuff—they make some good dessert. <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness! And this, at this point, right? Like, this sounds like I've already consumed more than you did for your entire day, and we're talking maybe yep. it's twelve thirty. Yep. Okay, so like, this isn't this isn't that bad. Um, okay, so then we went to Costco because I really wanted a churro. 
like because you always see it when you're checking out getting your keto things but you can't have it so and and all the samples that you can't typically (laughs) yeah i'm getting i'm getting all this stuff in at the end of the day we had sushi for dinner um i know i had ice cream i think it was two scoops creamery then we had cheesecake vanilla bean cheesecake that was there and then i had this uh chilena's cake for my birthday with ice cream oh and brownies because she made fudge brownies so we have a baker friend of ours shout out to the batch maker she's absolutely amazing the best baked goods i've ever put in my mouth so um we had fudge brownies that she made earlier that i had with ice cream alden's ice cream though i wanted to keep it organic to do that <laughs> yeah i mean seriously but at the end of the day when i was done with all of this it's the end of my birthday and i'm on my couch my my in-laws are there like I, i'm i look like i was going to die legitimately and i felt that way and i was just like i don't think i can fit anymore um and then you know i started started cleaning again the next day it was fantastic um now i've since looked at my clients go through this and i feel like it puts such a mental strain on some of them. Some of them, it's totally like what they needed. Like they've got to be able to not restrict themselves and just like let loose and realize that some people have come from such a restrictive background that I find personally, when they go to keto, their biggest fear is that if they stop it or if they have any kind of mistake that they've ruined their life. And it's like, look, if you ate a donut, you're not going to die. Uh-huh. Like it's okay. It's okay. So for some people it's like, do it and realize like, Oh my goodness, you gained six pounds and yeah. your six pounds will be lost again. You'll be back on track. It's not the end of the world. But for others, it starts this uncontrollable backsliding that just it doesn't end. That's where the, the cheat day turns into the cheat weekend that turns into the cheat week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then you've gained 20 some pounds and you're like, how the, how did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, over the, like, oh my goodness. It, that, yeah, so I will say now I'm not a huge advocate of the huge cheats anymore. I do not. I'm no, actually yeah. I'm trying to get to the point right now, and I keep saying this, and I'm like, I don't know, man, um, of, like, not having any type of sugar for, like, yeah. a whole year, like, just a 12 months of not doing it. I haven't done it yet, but I keep playing with the idea because I do want people to realize, like, it's a drug that you really don't need, um, and it only makes things worse and alcoholics aren't like yeah sure i'll just take a shot but you know cut me off there like yeah right (laughs) no that's so so true yeah yeah. i uh i do i talk a lot with my clients about what i consider memories over macros so like in those experiences where um so recently like and and very very like random times um where the experience is something that involves food and you're making true memories and it's not just oh so and so had a birthday at you know a restaurant and we're gonna eat all the cake like no when it when it's when it's something that like truly means something to you so like the holidays are coming up and some of my clients are like you know i it's all about the atmosphere and the food and and i'm like you can stay keto and you can take keto foods and if that is what you want to do then do it. But if the food is so important to you to indulge in that experience and make those memories because mom makes a special cake that she only makes at Thanksgiving or dad only cooks, you know, a certain kind of ham that's got the sugar glaze on it and at Christmas. And so if it, if it really means that to you and it's, and it's, it's something that you make memories from, then indulge for that time frame and then get right back to it. And so 
Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. I do that very seldom. Um, the first time I've done that this year was my son's third birthday, uh, back in September. Yeah. So he turned three. Um, my mom had this freaking awesome cake made by Deserted Island Bakery. Um, I think they're out of Winston-Salem. Awesome. Deserted Island. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, and he wanted to feed me cake. I mean, my three-year-old. You you can't say no to that. Right. Like he wanted to feed me cake. And so I'm like, you know what? It's it's one of those instances. And so I actually posted about it on on Instagram. And there are the keto police who get so mad about it. And then there's people like me who's like, I mean, I ate that that cake and I ate a couple hush puppies. (laughs) He didn't want to feed you the hush puppies, though. (laughs) No, no, I wanted those. Um, and then, you know, the next day I was right back on and I was like, that was kind of refreshing. Like I, I don't desire those things ever. Right. Um, but I felt like crap, but the next day I just did. And that's, that's normal for me, but I just didn't feel I'm so about the mental clarity and the energy and keeping that optimal that anything that knocks that down, I don't desire that food anymore. And so it's just, it, I did it. I got through it and the the next day I was right back on. And so I I pushed, I pushed that with my clients. I feel like that's important. But the other thing is like, okay, so I don't know how I feel about the whole keto police thing because I have been called the keto police on more than one occasion. However, um, I, you know, people are so quick to use that term keto police and it's with or in areas where you don't know the context, right? Like, yes. Like you had a couple hush puppies and a slice of cake. Or a, or a whole cake. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, like, I'll mind you. Oh, let me know. It did not knock me out of ketosis. Right. I so, tested. <laughs> and so this is the, this is the thing, right? I am all about. I want people to be informed. Like know what the, your decision, right, and what the consequences of said decision are. Cool. No biggie. But don't act like you can form a judgment because you don't you don't know where I'm at. Um, exactly. So I was. This is one of the. Yeah, whatever. They won't care. So I was we were we were so honored. Um, Danny and Mauda Vega were uh-huh. coming through North Carolina last weekend. I saw that. I'm jealous. Yeah. I messaged him and was like, dude, you didn't tell me you were coming. He was like, we were just passing through. I'm sorry. Should, I was like, should I post this or not post? I was like, I'm posting it. Um, <laughs> but I mean, so <laughs> we were talking about the fact that there are certain things for them. I mean, they have like this huge following. Right. But even for the, the few that I have and the clients that watch me, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I'm just not going to post this because you're not going to understand the lack of the impact it's going to have on me versus you. So he was saying something in reference to. uh I don't know, some kind of carbs that he had or he had tried something. He's like, if I post this, like people will be like, oh, my goodness. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm like, he, like, people just don't get it. One, we have clients that we have to do certain things for just to be able to tell you, like, what the experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. There's no reason you're coming to me to coach you if I can't tell you what you should experience when you do X, Y, or Z. Absolutely. Right? So some of those things are absolutely necessary. Um, but then other, the other side of it is, 
my body's metabolic response to what I put in it is a lot different than yours when you're still metabolically damaged to such a high level and you're trying to repair that. Like, can we handle one thing at a time? Like heal yourself first and then let's look at what the hush puppies and cake are going to do to you because it's not going to do the same as it would have, you know six months ago yeah go go a full year or go a full six months of being strictly keto without having any kind of excess carbs knocking yourself out actually heal your body get fat adapted and then we can talk about the fact that i had a cupcake and some hush puppies (laughs) right yeah so i think that's such a huge point is it's one of those things that i feel like people we just don't know. And the keto, the, the people that I consider the keto police are like, they read a book, they all of a sudden are experts and now they're telling uh-huh. everyone what they have to do. And it's like, you don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like, yeah, relax, pump your brakes. Life's yeah. going life's gonna to continue. No, um, I agree. So, all right. So now you are, you've gone through the emotional aspects of the highs, the lows, the binges, the not binging where you're really stable and kind of love keto. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm okay. Absolutely. How, what do you think is like what what has been like the most beneficial in order to get to that point? Was it that cheat that just totally threw you to the oh my goodness, I feel like crap, I never want to do this again? Or No, no, because after that first cheat, I went a couple weeks and had another cheat and it was so it was like it was literally a learning experience every time it happened and I hadn't had a I I would say cheat, so that kind of like binge crazy fed yeah. like on carbs. I have not had that kind of episode since 2017. Um, now I've, I've had things like, uh, the cupcake and the hush puppies. I don't consider that a binge. That was a choice. That was nothing ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, what I, it was a learning experience every time it happened. And so I, it was just one day it clicked like, you you're not a dog you do not reward yourself with food that's that's the kind of mentality that i had like you 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 give dogs treats because they do tricks like i don't give myself food because i ate right or lost weight and so i saw other ways to reward myself funny that you just said that like hilariously funny (laughs) i know (laughs) the whole dog thing with you so okay if there's anyone, I know there's people listening to this that are other dog trainers, but I don't treat my dogs with food to reward them. Okay. <laughs> because their job is to work. Right. That's right. their job, right? So yeah. if I if they only work for food, then what happens yeah. if you're in a situation where they need to do their job and you don't have food to give them? Yeah. Do they true. quit? <laughs> they say, oh, never mind. So- <laughs> I don't want to go find the bad guy because there's no food at the end of this track. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So we'll find a different example. No, no, no. I think it's a perfect example because it makes complete sense. I'm just saying that I feel like, and I've never had this conversation before, but I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's why I don't, that's exactly why I don't treat my dogs with food because it's no different. Like you have to do this thing for you. I'm very big into the, you have to understand and have your why bigger than Mm -hmm. your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you making this change? And then if you put that in the proper perspective, the things that you want won't matter. If I have a really bad day, I would love to always have ice cream and some brownies to kind of uh-huh. emotionally satisfy myself. But I, I recognize that it's not why I should and it's not why I am who I am. And that's not going to help me get to and overcome that issue. So yeah. that's cool. I, I love that. I, I don't change the analogy. I think it was absolutely <laughs> perfect. 
Okay, yeah. So, so, I mean, I had to come out of that. I had to stop rewarding myself with food pretty much. And so I got out of the cheat meal mentality, got out of the reward myself with food mentality. Um, and then I think, I, I don't know that, I don't think I mentioned this. So I went through postpartum depression like terribly. It was, okay. it wasn't something I was diagnosed with, but um, it was something that everyone else around me could see and I couldn't see it. And so when I finally realized that was about, about the time that I started like, saying, okay, cheat meals are not okay. And so it was, it's been a true like mental healing process as much as it is, is healing my body too. Um, and yeah, so. <laughs> okay. So I, and I love the whole memories over macros. So now have you had anyone yet that's gone through the, okay, well, this was something that I know was going to help create a memorable moment, whatever that is. And then struggle to get back. Yes, I have. I have. Uh, I have a couple clients dealing with that right now because the holidays are around and they, I mean, I have one client who just went on a cruise for seven days. She was keto for two or three months. And I know she won't mind me saying this, but she was keto for, I think she was with me for almost three months before she went on her cruise. Um, not where she wants to be, but you know, she was, she had the goal to stay keto on the cruise, maybe indulge here or there. She blew it out of the water. I mean, you're going on a cruise for God's sakes. You're paying for, you know, like, I, I mean, I understand. I understand. Like you go on like the low carb with the keto cruise. You, you, everyone's trying to stay keto. Like you, you're in the atmosphere of people like doing it too. So it's easier. But like, if you're around people who are drinking alcohol, like you've got this buffet, like, and you're pressured and you've not been keto, but for three months, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't blame her. Like I would have done the same thing. Now I won't. Uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't what schedule the cruise. No, <laughs> right. no, cruise. <laughs> no so, so yeah. So she came back, uh, two weeks ago and she's been struggling to get back on. And, um, we had a phone call or, uh, we were talking yesterday and I was just telling her like this. She said, I feel like I just can't get back back my momentum after the cruise and I'm like you realize it's because of the food you were eating it's the 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 situation number one you're going through oh my god I gotta go back to real life so it sucks number one you're coming <laughs> yeah. back from a cruise so you know that's why I don't do already- vacations I don't yeah. do vacations at all no. oh god <laughs> I can't do a vacation because it's got to end. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm like, you're already depressed because you're coming back from vacation. So what's going to make you feel better? And you resort back to the food that comforted you because you're back in your normal life. And so it's easy to to get that way. But the conversation we had, she was just like, you're so right. Like vacation's over with that time frame in my life is over with. Now it's time to get back to my goals, get back to the grind, get my mindset right. And so some clients you can reach with saying things like that and some you can't. And then they just taper off and don't talk to you <laughs> or, they, or they're just like, you're like, hey, you still there? And, and you don't hear back from. So, yeah, you know, the, the ghosting of the. <laughs> Yeah, they go ghost. You you can't you can't ghost me as your coach. Like I I realize I I saw you post that Twinkie. That's not in your uh-huh. macros. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, I, I mean, they do go through it, and uh, and I try to help them through it the best I can. And a lot of my clients saw the memories of her macros post, and they fell in love with me even more because they're like, "You're a real person," you know. Like, yeah, listen, I think that let's talk about that. 
I, oh, you said something on Robert's podcast. You were like, it's tough for you to sometimes see people that are coaching or screaming fitness, but have never not been fit. So I'm like, listen, yes. <laughs> I know how great and satisfying a cupcake is, especially when you're stressed out uh-huh. or cake or cookies or an ice cream sundae or custard or all the sushi in the world or any of the other things that you like fill in the blank with what or popcorn. Oh, I love popcorn. OK, uh-huh. so like I get those things and mm, yeah. I, I, I understand and I can sympathize, empathize and remember the memories created by those moments but at the same time I feel like having said that I'm no better than anyone else I'm no better than any client that I have so if you are at this space then you can overcome that too what do you I guess what do you think people think when they look at our like I feel like sometimes I wonder and I posted about this the other day briefly I'm like I feel like sometimes people look at my feed and they formulate this opinion that's just so far from the truth Uh like I don't, I'm not holier than thou. I don't, no. I don't have it all together. It's, it's a struggle for me to make, meet my macros, especially now I'm eating way more food than I want to, right? But yeah. I'm committed to doing it. So I'm still doing it. Um, I guess where, where do you think the disconnect is? Where do you think people are like, are there so many people in the fitness industry that have never shown their fat side that people don't realize that it's, it, it doesn't matter. Like we're all the same. Yeah. We all bleed the same blood. Like yeah. we all have I mean, the same I, struggles. I think, yeah, no, I think that's totally it. I think that people see, especially local. Like, so if someone, I mean, I have random people coming up to me. Oh my God, you're keto coach Lauren. Like I follow you on Instagram and I'm just like, Hey, you know, and, and people are like, you're small town celebrity. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting you. And I'm just like, I'm just Lauren. Like I'm just, well, I'm just like you. And so I guess, I guess because I, I mean, I have all those pictures out on the internet of me, like in my underwear at the fattest I've ever been. And then you see me now and they're just like, you're a real part. Like I can touch you. You're real. That is. Hell, you weren't photoshopped. Right. right. (laughs) And so I think that's a big part of it is like, um, I I don't know. I I don't know that they were actually real, but I feel like we are held to a higher standard. Um, and my clients will say that my friends who are my clients, people who I have came to me, I've made a friendships with them and they're like, we still see you as like, you do no wrong. And so that's why I post stuff like the memories over macros or like I've posted several over this last couple months doing what I consider like a bulk for trying to gain muscle. Yeah. Um, it's not easy for me to see the scale go up, to see my body composition get bigger when my goal has always been to lose weight. And so I'm just like, I'm struggling. I'm letting everyone know I'm a real person. This is me like being honest with you. And I find that they appreciate that more, that realness more, but they're still just like, I don't believe it. Like (laughs) she's not, she's that's just temporary. I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like, every one pound I have to lose is the same one pound you have to lose. It's not like it's less of a pound for me as it is for you or vice versa. Um, Yeah, because now like I hit my lowest weight in March of this year and and that was my goal was to to get to the lowest point where I was and I I was not happy. I mean, I had to reverse diet and and my body was not sustainable where it was and so, um, I mean, I've gained probably... I had 20 pounds since then. And what, so what were you not happy about? Unpack that. You, what was your lowest I, weight? What's my lowest weight was 129. Okay. Um, 
and I was just very, I was weak. So I'm all about strength. I, I do like bodybuilding style workouts. Like I love, I'm, I'm really wanting to get into power building instead of just the typical like bodybuilder um, style workouts. So I'm all about building strength and uh, gaining muscle. And so that body frame for me was just like, I looked too frail. I looked too scared. I didn't have enough muscle. Like girls who want to be skinny, that's the body type that they, they wanted. That's their inspiration. I I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be that way. And I think I've lost a little bit of respect from certain people because that's not what I wanted to be. And so that was, that was the image that people were like, that is my goal body. And I was like, that is not my goal body. Like I'm currently, I'm constantly working towards my goal body because I, there is no end game for me. Yeah, I was going like, to say, there's like, there's always there's just improvement. Like, yeah, there's I, always something that I can improve. And so, you know, I've went through the season of putting on muscle, trying to gain some muscle. And now I'm currently cutting again. And so, you know, I'll get back down to that, that weight or whatever size that's not sustainable. Um, and then I'll feel uncomfortable again. And then I'll go through. I mean, it's just a constant work in progress. And, and I enjoy it. it but yeah. Yeah. But people seem to think that when you lose weight, it's you get to that final point. And I is the farthest from the truth. Yeah, well, what happened? Like, so what happens when you get there? And and I yeah. say this to clients all the time. It's like, OK, so you're going to put this number in your, you know, again, I'm a data person. Right. So I like to give people points and references and goals. Right. But mm-hmm. you, you can't have it be the end. all be all like, OK, I want to get to. 190 pounds and when you get to 190 pounds you think it's over like what happens when you get to 190 pounds what happens if you get to 190 pounds and then you realize that you really should be at 180 or what happens when you get to 190 pounds and you've lost all this body fat right but you've put on muscle and now you're upset with yourself because you're you're only at 190 pounds and you thought it should be less like i just there's so many things that i think throw that off and it's like you know, I'm not, I used to be, I used to be on the, don't look at the scale or don't use the scale. Now I'm more of a recognize it and put it in its proper place. Like it's Mm -hmm. a tool to give you insight and and data, but that's all that it is. So I just, I don't know, man. I feel like that's always that way. I don't, I don't, my numbers change on the scale. And you know, right now I've been in the same like three to three to five pounds based on this crazy amount of food that I'm consuming. Um, Mm -hmm. and that hasn't, that hasn't changed, but I don't, again, with how I emotionally feel about things, I feel like you could just never, you can never really put that in its proper place. It's always going to be something that Mm -hmm. has the ability to haunt you. So, yeah. um, Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I have people like, you know, I recently just opened up about it. So I started my YouTube channel when I tried this whole carnivore thing and the carnivore oh, did not. I, love I know, how it I, I know. <laughs> we got to dive into that too. But so carnivore just did not work for me. Um, I feel like as a female, I and hormones and one who's still trying to balance hormones. Um, I need a little bit more than just meat. And I know that everybody has their own view on that, but, um, it also kind of restricted me. I felt so restricted that I wanted to binge and that scared me. So if you have a chance to watch my YouTube videos, you'll kind of see like me talking about it. I was legit scared. My binge eating disorder was going to kind of come back because I felt so restricted to just meat and 
you know. And me. Um, yeah. And yeah, listen, to- <laughs> total fair game. Um, I actually I have Amber O'Hearn that's coming on. I think I record with her next week. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah. I, I definitely agree with her. Like people are always like, oh, if I tell you this, you're going to be upset because I ate Brussels sprouts. And I'm like, guys, I love vegetables. Like I absolutely <laughs> love, I love yeah. vegetables. Like I really do. As- asparagus wrapped bacon, cream spinach. Um, I mean like I love, love, love vegetables. No, I don't eat them anymore, but it's not because I don't love them. It's because I've chosen and feel better without them right. to each his own. Right. Like everyone's got to figure that out for themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, that's, which I, is why I did the carnivore. I, yeah. I, like that's, yeah. I dive like into that. How did you do it? Like how long What was the process? Would you, would you do? So I said I was going to do it for 30 days. I ended up doing it for 22. Um, I, so I like to experiment with different things to see how they affect me so I can give better knowledge to my clients on how it may affect them. That's just, that's Fantastic. how I do things. Yeah. That's how I do things. And so people respect me for doing it and they're like, Oh, thanks for sacrificing your body to make me realize that carnivore is probably not for me because we're, you know, like, but obviously if they don't try it, they don't know. So, um, I just decided to do it. I just wanted to try it. I mean, I had, I was pretty much like zero carb for a while. Um, I, I was very minimal veggies. I think I'd be like just dairy and meat during the week. And then on the weekends I'd have salads. And so I was like, I bet I could do carnivore. Let's, let's see what it's all about. So the first like week and a half was great. I was losing weight. I was feeling pretty good. And then it was like the second week I hit a wall and I like started gaining weight. I started feeling like, and I know the different ratios as far okay. as like, I know where I feel best. Um, and it's so weird because people look at me like I'm crazy. I feel best between 78 and 80% fat. That's just me. me. Um, that's about my number two. I actually just increased my fat intake because I feel better at 78%. Like I just but, I do. Yeah. But uh, one thing that I typically utilize as a woman for my cycle is um, not a, not carb ups, but I have more cru- like cruciferous vegetables. I have more leafy greens around the time of my cycle. And so if you follow, um, gosh, I just blanked on her name. Um she wrote Leanne Vogel. The, the, yes, the keto diet. Yes, that book. I knew, I, I knew with all the books that you read when you were like her and the carb ups and cruciferous, I was like, it's Leanne Vogel. That's her thing. So I don't believe in carb ups as in like eat an apple or eat a sweet potato or anything. I'm not like that. But I am like, I'll eat a couple. I'll eat a hand more like one more handful of nuts because it's got healthy fats and it's got carbs that carbs. are good for me. Um, or I'll eat a bigger salad or I'll eat more veggies. And so around I like to time things for my body because I know my body around that for hormone, um, optimal hormone production. And so with carnivore, it just, it was terrible. I was getting acne like crazy. Um, I was gaining weight. I was constantly bloated and that was even at upping my fat intake to make sure that I wasn't getting too much protein. Um, I was just mentally, I have never felt, I mean, I felt mentally like I did when I was on carbs. Um, and so it was insane because the the day 22 the vlog that I did I actually went and ate a salad and like recorded it and everything and was like this is just this is what happens this is like I'm I can't do it because I felt so restricted I felt so terrible and yeah so um it it is pretty crazy and eating eating keto and vegetables is still way better than 
going to the oh, standard American yeah. diet, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like, so, I mean, a day, a day back on keto, I would, I felt so much better. It, I was cool. crazy. So, I mean, I, I love finding out what works for people, what works for me. Like, you know, like everyone's different. So it, yeah, I you, mean, gotta try, I you gotta try it. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I feel like that's the thing is you have to, you have to find anyone can give you a baseline. Like, Hey, this is, this is what we're going to start as far as the parameters, right? Like 75, 20 and five, like those uh-huh. are parameters to start on, but that doesn't mean that that's where you have to stay. Exactly. Like, figure out and, and go through. And when you have the, like, that's why I love the data is take that information uh-huh. and then figure out how your body responds to it. Like, so that's, it, that's what I do with clients. I typically start everyone out at the normal ratio of 75, 25%. And then over the course of a week, I see how they, their body responds I adjust up or down over the course of four weeks six weeks however long they work with me I adjust their ratios and we find the sweet spot we find where their body is happy where they're mentally happy where their body's happy losing weight where they I mean it that's the part that I love is finding how keto can fit and work for the individual I love it that's cool I think that you know it's it's got to be an individualized thing like I never have anyone look at one versus the other and think, okay, I could do that. I never want anyone to look at my feed and say, oh, well, he's eating 3,700 calories right now, so I should eat 3,700 calories. Like, uh-huh. please, don't, please don't do that. Or look at anybody <laughs> else for that matter and be like, oh, hey, Robert's eating 6,000. So if you just want to go out there and <laughs> go crazy, right. look at his yeah. typical eating day right now, do 6,000 calories. No. Let me know how that he works was, for you. He was talking about that uh, 2,500 calorie shake or something. <laughs> I'm just like, I think I would puke if I drank that. Oh man, I don't, I, it's tough, man. I mean, last night I sat down and had like the, so I posted, I had two pounds of steak within like a two hour window. Right. And so two pounds of ribeye is like a freaking lot of meat. That's a lot. Like, oh my gosh, it's a lot. Um, I couldn't imagine a 2,500 calorie shake. I I just, I, I, Uh. it's making me nauseous (laughs) just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) let's, let's move on. Okay. So now that you have gone through everything that you've done and experienced and the clients that you have, where do you see yourself? Like, what do you want to do at, right now as keto coach, Lauren, the, the local celebrity, um, <laughs> where what's, what's next for you? What do you, where, where do you want to go? I know you had talked about really trying to work through the nonprofit for kids and body dys- dysmorphia and stuff. Like what, what's on your horizon? What are you planning right now? So that's a, that's a far off goal. I mean, I, uh, that's in the works. Um, so recently I just got my personal training certification. Awesome. Um, Congratulations. So Welcome to the family. You. I'm very excited about it because I've been training for a long time. I say long time for me, um, over two years and I've implemented different training styles and just, I've fallen in love with weightlifting. I very love cool. it. And I love spreading the knowledge to females that it is not going to make you bulky. It's <laughs> not going to, you know, just cause you lift a dumbbell or a barbell, you're not going to gain five pounds of muscle and look like a man. So uh, yeah, I, I wish men could do it that easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm very passionate about that. Um, right now, growing my business is number one. Um, cool. I'm finding my, my threshold with as many clients as I can accept. And, and, uh, I do group coaching, which is like a group challenge monthly. And then I have my individual clients that I coach. And so I stay busy with those two things. I'm going to start trying to implement more one-on-one personal training, um, Very locally, cool. and then just, 
kind of seeing where it goes. I would love, and I've talked to Jimmy more about this. I would love to write a book on my story. I want to, um, that's, that's one of my ultimate goals, but I, We'll be at KetoCon next year, so I'm really excited to like awesome. meet a bunch of people, network with all the people that I talk to on, <laughs> online, but like I haven't actually met face to face. And um, I'm hoping to start like a local class, like maybe a monthly class where people can come and like learn more about keto. I, I'm just all about spreading the knowledge, and I'm always learning. Obviously, I'm always trying different things and stuff, but. I just want to get the word out there. And that's why I've started my YouTube channel. Um, that's why I stay active on Instagram and, and try to spread not only just the whole weight loss benefit, but the health benefits of keto as well. Cool. Um, the I mean, YouTube the channel health- is like, that's awesome. I, 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 I've done so many videos and I've recorded so many videos, but ask me where they are. They're not on, oh, they're no. Not on I would have guessed you would have had a YouTube channel. I, so I have a YouTube channel, but okay. I don't have. So not. I have. OK, so backtrack a little bit. I have a Facebook group where I do a lot of I have a ton of videos like I just I am known to just go live and just do videos. The yeah. reason is because there's no editing involved. Like you just get right. it. It's out there. Ask me questions if I'm there. Like I'm, I'm all good with that. When I started the YouTube channel, I wanted to, this sounds really bad, but I got to the point where my threshold for clients alongside everything else that I'm doing was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. And when you do live videos, it was too much into me. Like it was like, uh-huh. there was too much of a connection to me. Like I needed to be able to put the information out and not take 20 minutes on a question that had absolutely no reason why <laughs> I went live in the first place. Right. So I was like, cool, I'm going to start recording and then I'll post these videos up. Right. But I am totally OCD when it comes to like how videos look from an editing perspective. And then you see stuff like, I don't know, Goody Beats probably has like the best intro of anyone I've ever seen. Keto Connects oh are pretty God. cool too. But Goody Beats, like his drone footage into his Starbucks. I was like, dude, why yeah. is anyone like, I'm not going to look at my channel when I have an intro like that. So I'm not on, I'm not on that level at all. I'm more of just like the personal, like I just, I I've done God, like 25 videos up until now. And I just got my own little intro and it's like a 10 second, like, you know, picture with cool effects and stuff. It's nothing fancy, but I mean, sounds awesome. Yeah. But it's just, it's a way to get out there. It's a way for people to know you and, and learn about you. And that's kind of what I'm doing. So right now I'm documenting the 22 week prep that I'm doing. And it's it's just kind of a way to, I mean, in between those types of videos, the weekly videos, I'll try to record more things about knowledge and learning, you know, different things about keto. But I mean, that's, that's kind of why I like it and why I want to be a YouTube person, but I will never be one of those fancy ones (laughs) like Goody Beats. (laughs) Never say never. Oh gosh. I just can't even imagine. I can see you right now. You're going to be doing drone footage going into KetoCon. I'm here. (laughs) 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 Like, oh man. She said she was never going to do fancy videos and look at here we are. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'm focus is growing my business staying focused on my goals too, because I find that working with clients and I'm very invested. So I believe in quality over quantity. Yes. Quality over quality quantity. Over quantity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, like, I don't it. say that wrong. I won't go. No. Your business. <laughs> 
So that's what I believe in. And I believe in making sure that I give all of myself and my knowledge and the best version of me to every single client I coach. But I feel that a lot of times coaches lose them their own goals. within yeah. Their, yeah. So I have to, even, even as a coach, but even as a wife and a mom, that's one thing that I've had to learn is that I am a person that fills into a lot of people. I am needed by a lot of people, wanted by a lot of people. So I have to make sure that I fill myself, fill my cup is what I say. I fill my cup before I can pour into others. So for me, that looks like going to the gym at four o'clock in the morning, getting my workout in, feeding my body right. Um, you know, making sure I'm saying positive affirmations because I do believe in the whole self-love thing, being speaking positively, especially going through body dysmorphia and then just making sure that I'm mentally happy, strong that way that I can be that for other people. So. Yes. I, listen, I uh, totally agree. I think that's absolutely important and vital. And, um, you know, for myself, it's the same thing, especially with the hats that I wear and being a good husband and, you know, trying to lead my family and making sure that I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to, um, in all the different things that I juggle, like it's absolutely necessary. And then also, you know, like the clients, it's the same thing. Like I can pour into you, but if your vessel's broken, and it's mm-hmm. leaking. You can't retain any of those things that from from anyone that's pouring into you. So, you know, have yes. that time. Um, it's that's super super important. So, I like this has been an absolutely epic conversation. I love it. Um, I did too. You shared such great great insight. Um, I want to. I can't believe I'm going to throw this out there. I want to do keto Q. What is that? Exactly. Cool. Um, so. You may have heard me talk about one of the avenues to my fatness was smoking meat. Like I'm huge into barbecue. I mean, we are in the barbecue capital of the world. Lexington is just north. Like, so I want to city. (laughs) Yes. I want to do a keto queue, which will basically be a a huge keto barbecue festival that will be keto friendly all the way around. So look for it in 2019. But I would love to have you as part of and be involved with that since there's very limited keto people here in North Carolina as we continue to spread the word. So I said it on the podcast now, which means it actually has to happen. See, you speak (laughs) it. You speak it and and it becomes true. It's going to happen. It will. I'll help you. (laughs) Don't call me a prophet. It's going to have to. We're going to we're going to make it happen. But I definitely think that I mean, because I want to go to KetoCon in 2019 because Austin is fantastic. And there's a bunch of great stuff in Austin. But um, there's no like Houston had the low carb convention uh-huh. or whatever I, there yeah, needs to be something Houston. here yeah there needs to be something here in north carolina so, so um jimmy moore actually lives and i keep bringing him up just because he's he is very he's awesome it's cool i've listened to his podcast and, from the beginning he's great and he's very vital and um he's he's been very helpful to me and so and very very kind and generous and so he is actually like an hour from charlotte I don't know if you knew that. No, where is he? He, um, so he's is he in, really? Yeah, he's in Greenville, South Carolina. Is it Greenville, South yeah. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like an hour, hour and a half away from. Why did I Charlotte. not know this? Because um, we were actually so. 
I'm going to say. I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. We were at the Cowboys-Panthers game, uh, and Jimmy was actually supposed to come, but it was raining. He's like, I'm only an hour away from, or hour and a half away from you right now. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. But he is very big into, like, helping people organize stuff locally that is surrounding keto. So he's always said, like, if you want to get something going where you live, I'll help however I can. So if, if it's something we really want to do, I'm betting he'll help. (laughs) We're gonna we're we can definitely talk offline about it. We definitely need to do that. Um, So like absolutely, I feel like that was it was an idea I had last year. I think it was last year, and I was working on trying to do it for this September coming September. September obviously is coming on. Um, Summer was nuts. So no, I definitely think it's something that should be done. I want to do it, and I feel like I did not know he was that close. There's just. I feel like keto here should be embraced because it's, I don't want to say so easy to do, but I have some clients that are in like Arizona and Hawaii and crazy places where them to get meat and some of the keto things that we take for a luxury um, or take for granted are a luxury item for them. And it's like, are you kidding me? So yeah, um, yeah, we got everything. Yeah. Like awesome. I definitely, yeah. Well, and I've already put a list of like some of the sponsored people that would be there and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we should talk about it offline and, and get it get it for together. Sure. I would love to roll it, it out. I think it'd be fun, and I think it'd be neat for other people to come to us. Like, you know, we're always traveling <laughs> to other places. It'd be cool to have a hometown thing. Yeah, for real. So, so cool. Lauren, thank you so much. I love it. I appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we'll talk about it offline so we can kind of put the ducks in a row and have that conversation. Love to have maybe like a conference call or something and talk about it. Sounds good. <laughs> Friday Eve is my favorite day of the week, so enjoy the rest of yours. And I, I appreciate will. you taking the time out. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Keto Matrix Podcast, where myths are busted, science is explained, and the keto lifestyle is discussed by industry experts and everyday people alike. For more information and support, go to theketomatrix.com.